Support for this podcast comes from WeWork. Today takes new ways of working, new measures toward health and safety, flexible terms to scale up and down, convenient spaces designed for focus and collaboration. It takes WeWork to take your business where you want it to go. WeWork. That's how tomorrow works. Visit wework.com slash tomorrow. Often imitated, never duplicated. The one and only B. Scott. You're listening to The B. Scott Show. Get ready, love muffins. Trey, Trey, I think we got one. Yeah. It's Trey. Wow, 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 Okay, and we're about to walk on into this latest episode of the B. Scott Show podcast, and that was Santana. I think it's called Walk. (laughs) And I hadn't, like, really been paying too much attention to, um, I guess, different, various different things this year. But when Santana started beefing with the guy that does the purr, um... (laughs) It, I was like, what is this? And then so I started clicking on some links and it got me to this song. And I like Santana's music. It's really good. Um, you know, if you're into like, you know, the ratchet kind of, you know, festive type of moments. Um, and yeah, so we're back and we're doing the B. Scott Show podcast. And once again, I'm ganged up. I got all my peoples with me. And of course, I'm going to introduce everybody. Um, I'm accompanied by my wonderful, splendiferously divine producer, um, Brian Vasquez. Hello, hello. Yes, yes, yes. I'm also in, um, accompanied by my, my right hand, um, oftentimes, the one and only Denver Blackwell. Hey, hey. Oh, I said the last name. But the yeah, last that's cool. Name. I, I interchange them both. It it's, all good. it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> and of course, you know, he is um, also, he has his own podcast and it's called Let's Have a Drink with Denver Sean podcast. And you can find it everywhere that you can find podcasts. And if you go and search for mine, his pops up right underneath and with pop, all pop, the pop. other podcasts that people recommend. Um, we also have Walker. He's the newest um, contributor to lovebscott.com. Hello, hello. We back and we black. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. And blacker than ever, I feel like. This year has really reminded me that I am very, in fact, black. Because, um, I mean, I feel like I'm so, like, I get, I'm so worked up. I feel like I'm my blackness, I'm so connected with my blackness that I'm on edge. You know, I just feel like I feel like everything is a personal attack on my blackness. 
<sighs> but yeah, so we're here and we're, this episode um, is going to be a two-parter. We're going to be, um, the first part is, I guess, the, the first half of 2020. And then the second part is going to be the second half. And we actually went to um, Google Analytics because doing the show or doing the prep for the show, um, we, you know, we I had asked everyone to submit topics or things that they think think that we should talk about. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. We have actually, we have a whole website that has so much. Um, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I am so, I'm so ganged up. <laughs> I'm so gang, gang, gang. I forgot one of my gang. And this is Olympian radio show personality, serial entrepreneur, Dominique. And thank you so much, Dominique. Last but not least, and almost forgotten. Thank you. you know, I'm sitting here like, you know, I'm going to give him a couple seconds to, to, to catch up and reel it back. Thank you, guys. Thank you, gang, gang. For, thank you again for having me. Um, listen, I can't wait to jump into the show. So I'm going to let you continue and um, just to get everybody, <laughs> give everybody the, the rundown. But um, <laughs> thank you again for having me. Hello, thank- hello, internets. Yes, <laughs> and thank back. you for, for shooting me a little message. <laughs> She's like, I did. I was like, wait, we forgot somebody. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I was like, you thought she was getting chopped live on the show. She was getting chopped. No. no. <laughs> we're, about ha- we're about to have a, a, a real housewives moment. Okay. okay. That's, actually, that's actually a good setup. I was going yeah. to, I was going to go to Tom Cruise first, but since you brought it up, Dominique, I have to talk about this. Okay. This and, and before I get into it, I just have to say this. Like I have, honestly, I have been resisting Housewives of Potomac, and Denver knows this to be true. I've been telling you for um, years. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. And I'm like, I'm not getting into it. I was like, I, I'm not doing it. I'm not taking on another Housewives show. I, you know, I had, I'm, you know, to be honest, and I'm going to keep it 100% with everyone listening, I'm in and out of Housewives of Atlanta. And I've been that way for a while. Like, I kind of watch, you know, some episodes, and then, I, but I don't, I, for years, I haven't caught every episode. I do watch all the reunions for Housewives of Atlanta, but I haven't been like on it, on it like I used to. The storylines just started getting real dry for me. And honestly, Instagram, like, you know, it just messed it up because I, we would be seeing things in real time before it got to the show. And I'm just like, what's the, what's the purpose if we got it right here on the internet? It's like, you know what I mean? On my Instagram. So, you know, between the storylines and having it on Instagram, I was just like, uh, next. One of my main issues with um, Real Housewives of Atlanta is that we we need for the people to have husbands. Mm -hmm. Like that's the issue for me. Like you know, it's called you know the Real Housewives for a reason. And you know, and I know that you know my friend Kenya is one of the people who right now she is married, but the guy that she's married is not on the show. And you know, if the shoe fits, where I'm just being honest. Like we need to see the men's on the show. Okay, we cannot just let it be like, you know, this just, you know, random storylines that are not really connected around you being a wife. That's the one thing I do really like about Drew being added to the show is that she came in with a husband and kids and it's all being shown. Okay, and so I had been resisting Housewives of Potomac for quite some time. And then the whole fight between um, between Monique and between Candace happened and all the commotion about that and all the back and forth and things of that nature got me to watch the actual interaction. 
to then go back and watch other episodes so I can figure out whose side I'm on based upon previous behavior too. Because in all interaction, in all things, like people, like I need to see if people been throwing rocks and then want to hide their hands. Okay. Because you just don't get to a point where you're beating somebody's ass on national television. You know, I, I want to see, you know, what was going on. So as I was doing all of that, I slowly was like, oh, wait a minute. This show is actually really good. Like really good. And I was like, on the last episode, I said, I got to figure out how to talk to Monique and Candace because we got to get to the bottom of what happened. Fast forward to the first episode of the reunion aired. And of course, I had to watch it. I had to see what the hell was going on. And I will tell you this, you know, I have been doing this a long time and I was blogging before any other housewives were on the scene. Like, and it started with Orange County. And I have never, never seen a read so long and so thorough and so consistent and so well-paced. The read that Monique unleashed on Giselle is something that I don't think I will ever recover from. And, you know, um, Brian, play the clip. I mean, Jamal and I have been through a lot. You know, there's a lot that people say. And we were... But when y'all were announcing that y'all got back together, he told his girlfriend at the time that it was just reality TV and it wasn't true. Thanks. How do you know that? How do you know? Because the lady who he's been dating for years... only waiting to drop these for a while. She's a pastor. And she reached out to me a long time ago. She sent a bunch of screenshots, pictures of him in her bed and everything else. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going there. I don't play dirty. But since Giselle likes to play dirty, I'll go ahead and return since I'm here right now. But he's definitely been talking to another woman and it's clear conversations. And if you'd like to see him, I got him in my little receipt book right here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any reaction to that. Well, then you can just go ahead and have this. He's always asking about her schedule. He's sending screenshots to her when tours. How do you and, know uh, those texts are real? You want me to call out his phone number? I'm sure she knows what his phone number is. What's your motivation behind that? 410. Mom Bryant. Is that his phone number? Yeah, that's his phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Does that upset you if that's his phone number she just said? I don't believe anything that comes out of Monique's mouth or anything that she has in her binder. I'm glad she's done some bindering. I knew she was coming to <laughs> She said, for me, it's not whatever. a good idea to travel to Atlanta if you're working on putting your family back together again. He says, what are you talking about? She says, what am, what am I talking about? And she screenshots the actual article. Are we really listening to this? This is the same person who tried to run at the rivals to where he's because somebody was spreading truth about her family. What are you talking about? Can we not? It's not real. It's real. No, it's not. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. This is my reasoning for bringing this to light. Well, if you want to come from my family and my relationship, I'm coming right back to you. Did you bring a full binder? That you spent I time on to come out of your busy schedule, even a task to for put a binder together to read verbatim what a hoe might have said about the, the pastor. That's it's pathetic and low. Of course, I'm going to bring my receipts to back up everything that I'm saying. So while you sitting over here having fake fraudulent relationships with your your ex, your kids ain't even happy about it. You sitting up here sitting like a darn fraud, bringing a different man onto the reunion every freaking year. I hope he's sitting behind you this year. That's the whole core. 
So she want to keep calling my husband big boy. Is Jamal coming? Bitch, let me tell you. Now, Karen, Karen didn't have to do that. It's swinging his big P all around his congregation, even in Atlanta as we speak. And you know it. You know it. You're fraud. Any reaction to this? Of course she doesn't have reaction because she knows it's true. Have you ever wanted to see a dead body? Uh, honey. That hurt my feelings. Checkmate. Oh, my God. That made me want to turn my TV on. Uh, Andy's so petty. Jesus Andy's so petty, and it was so thorough. And, you know, and that dynamic and how that went down, I'm going to get to the actual read in a second, but it also shows you why Candace got bopped. Because Candace had nothing to do with what was going on, but she kept interjecting herself. She kept being very aggressive. She kept being very loud in matters that had nothing to do with her. This was a, a interaction that was going on between Monique and Giselle. Why was it Candace's place to consistently like, and she tried to derail it, but Monique is such, I mean, she was, she really showed how good of a reader she is. She read that bitch and she read her consistently and at a, a can like a very, gradual pace and like nothing changed like she completely ignored candace and kept with like the information she didn't stay and when she hit the part about the number oh my god <laughs> and my question is why on earth would giselle say that was a number she could have lied and said that wasn't the number you know, you know that she thought about it you saw that pregnant pause that she had you know she thought about it because i thought about it i was like damn just lie but she couldn't she couldn't. She couldn't. I think she that she had to weigh her options. I think she knew that there was a chance <laughs> in that binder that Monique probably had a counter for that. So she was like, you know what? Let me just stop it now. Let me just go ahead and fess up with the truth so I don't have to get drugged even further. The last time I saw a thorough that read was just watching Kenya read the hell out of Nini or whoever she's reading because she's the other one. She's another mm-hmm. one that's a, that's a thorough reader and I, it's very entertaining. And I enjoy just sitting watching Kenya read the hell out of some bitches. Now, that shit there might have topped it. <laughs> that was the type of read was like, you know, you reading and you don't lose focus. It's like, I will not be distracted from the tea that I know I need to deliver. That's a talent. Because Candace was like, yum, 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 yum. And she was just kept hitting the kid. And then at some point, Candace was like, well, that's unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) I guess so it is, bitch. I mean, the tea has been spilled upon the floor for everybody to see. And for me, it's like, you know, Brian, do we have the exclusive? I don't know if this is exclusive or not, but I think it is. So we just dropped it. A.B. Scott. Exclusive! Oh, that's so much better. <laughs> but I think in Brian's defense, this was different. The other one was breaking news, not exclusive. <laughs> oh, I got that one. I've got that one on, on, on deck. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So this is OK. So we I have I have secured an interview with Monique. The interview is going to be um, recorded tomorrow. But there have been some pre-conversations going on um, leading up to this to the point where I was like, okay, Monique, we just have to save this for the show. You can't, you know what I mean? I just want this information to be real on the show. I don't know whether or not Monique has put that out there um, already or not, but I just said, just in case, let's drop the exclusive thing. And the reason 
Monique shared with me that the reason why she went so hard um, on um, Giselle and um, was really upset and took it to the, the furthest extent is because Giselle and um, others were trying to, um, Giselle was trying to bring a rumor to the show that her son, um, one of her sons, her son was not actually her husband's child. And that was the thing that really took her over the edge. And she was upset by that. And for whatever reason, I think Candace, Candace actually, I mean, from what Monique told me, Candace was the one that said to her, you know, said to Giselle was like, well, the baby looks like her husband. So that's not going to work. And so that's why she was so enraged. Is that information out there already or not? It is. And there's a couple different versions of that. Mm -hmm. Like going around, like apparently, like that might have that might have been like a Sharice situation that Giselle repeated mm-hmm. on camera, and because she mm-hmm. repeated part of it during her confessional, Monique was so upset. So I think right. I think we're gonna find out as we keep watching, like the the who said what first and how it came to be. But mm-hmm. and the something about rumor, a trainer. I know yeah. the trainer was out there. I mm-hmm. said, but the fact that they were trying to bring a rumor to the show that. That basically was like her, one of her children was not, that had a different baby daddy than her husband. That is, that is enough to set anybody off. And it also explains, you know, how she could be pushed to the point where she could just lose it and have a physical interaction with someone. I think, I think my, my, my thing with Monique is that there are so many different pieces. There's like the Sharice piece, there's a Candace piece, there's the Giselle piece. Like at any given point, she's just after whoever can get it at that time. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like Giselle got it for this reunion, but like before Giselle, it was Candace. Before Candace, it was Sharice. So I think that there's there's a there's a much bigger web of story that we all need pieces to still. And they all were involved in it in some capacity. And that's I, I mean, I'm, as per Monique. And that's why it's going to be good to talk to her tomorrow when I talk to her, because I just want to know exactly how it went down. And it also will be good to talk to Candace at some point just to get the rebuttal because Candace, obviously she has a lot to say, you know, she was trying, you know, like she, she's very, I feel like she prides herself in being vocal and, and, you know, talking. And I want to, I want her to talk and tell us exactly why she feels so strongly and also why she, um, you know, like, I feel like, you know, the thing is when people, when you have things to say in a certain way and you are, have a certain tone, like you have to understand that that comes at a risk that people may lose their cool. And, um, and we can't, you can't decide how people lose their cool. It's kind of like if you're in, if you're having like um, on the highway and you are someone, you know, turn, you know turns in front of you or you have a, some type of moment on the highway, you have a decision to make. Am I going to escalate this further? Because I don't know how the other person is going to react. Okay. You know, because people don't play by the same rules. But when you start, you know, being, you know, and this, another thing I want to talk about too, on the reunion, they talked about the fact that um, because of skin tone, Ashley was wrong or she shouldn't have said that um, one of the other castmates was being aggressive. How do you guys feel about that? I think it was a little bit of a reach. Elaborate on that. Why do you feel it was a little bit of a reach? Well, she was saying that, oh, you were using buzzwords. uh, So I'm like you, B. I I don't 
keep up with Potomac. Actually watching the reunion is, is, is my first like full episode. I've seen clips. So trying to get the dynamics of the past, maybe so I could clearly, I could easily be wrong. But the way she was saying, oh, she's using buzzwords and it just, I, I, I didn't, I didn't get that. I, I felt like that was, um, I felt like it was a reach. But again, I, I, I don't have the history with these women, so I could be wrong. You know, Love Muffins, this year has been one for the record books in terms of how much anxiety that I have had. And BetterHelp and the therapist that I work with for BetterHelp has really helped me with my anxiety, specifically putting in places coping mechanisms. You know, like, for example, recently I got really upset. You know, I was over at my property and I was doing um, overseeing or having some discussions with one of the guys that were there and I got upset. And so one of the coping mechanisms um, that my therapist has taught me is to disengage, to pull back to, and in that case, I disengaged and I went and laid down on the ground because I was just getting so upset and so, so much anxiety because the work wasn't being done the way it needed to be done. And what I'm saying to you for any love muffin out there that's going through things that is interfering with your happiness, that's preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a very safe and private environment online. It's convenient. You can start communicating with a therapist within 24 hours. This is not self-help. It is professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor anytime. You can schedule weekly video chats. You can send emails, phone sessions. And it's so easy because you don't have to go to an uncomfortable waiting room and wait to, be, to speak to someone. You can speak to someone when it's convenient for you. BetterHelp is facilitating you know, great matches to make it easy for you to change your counselors. I remember when I first started with BetterHelp, I was matched with a counselor that I didn't quite feel was good for me. And so I unmatched and they sent me a list of new counselors. I selected my counselor and I haven't looked back. It's been one of the best decisions that I have made in 2020. I don't know how I would have been able to make it through this year had it not been for better help. It is very affordable. It's like much more affordable than traditional counseling and financial aid is available. The service is available everywhere in the world. It's worldwide, baby. <laughs> and the licensed professional counselors are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, you name it. Anything that you share with a counselor, with a therapist is 100% confidential. That is something that's very important to me just because I don't want people telling my business, okay? I got to keep my business to myself. Um, it's convenient, a professional, affordable. They post daily testimonials on the website if you want to go and read how this has really been helping others. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a healthier, happier life today. As a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash bscott. Join over a million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that is betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bscott. Here's today's STEM tip. Don't throw out that old plastic bottle. Repurpose it by turning it into an awesome terrarium. Just fill it with sand, pebbles, soil, and your favorite plant. It'll grow sealed right in its own ecosystem. Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. Support for this podcast comes from the IT experts at CDW, people who get it. At CDW, we get the future workplace works differently. Today's my first day back. Almost forgot what floor we were on. 
Understandable. But with modern health and safety technology orchestrated by CDW, the future can work better. Technology like thermal screening and occupancy tracking enables employees to walk confidently into the office. Wait, this isn't my floor. Is this even my building? Even if it's been a while. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash future of work. I'm going to say this right now. Like, whatever the situation is, as a, you know, a darker complected woman, I'm going to speak on my experience with, Mm -hmm. you know, whether people, I have to be very sound in every situation because I'm aware that I'm a a dark skinned woman and to, you know, take it a step further. I'm a dark skinned woman with locks, right? I'm five ten. My demeanor is very, you know, it can be, taken as aggressive or just dominating, even if I'm standing there silent, not saying a damn word. So I say that to say, it's very easy for someone to say, oh, she's being aggressive. No, I'm being passionate because I believe in what I'm saying and I'm speaking from a truthful place. So I am very sensitive, you know, with how I perceive, you know, other people's perceptions of me and others that can be a different complexion, you know, whether, you know, dark skinned women um, and how light skinned women take information from dark skinned women. Right. When we're just simply speaking and, and explaining something. So I don't know if you guys, if you've noticed that in society, in your life, um, just in how you live your everyday lives with how women perceive each other based on skin tone. But it is it is it's a thing. Okay. And, and so in building off of that, like, how do you feel like it was a thing in, in the interaction um, on the, on the housewives of Potomac? Like, is that, was Ashley wrong for saying aggressive? You know what? Again, that is her truth. If, if it was a reach, you know, uh, then, you know, it was a reach and she's just trying to be extra, but we can't say that we can't tell somebody what their truth is. Perhaps it, you mm-hmm. know, it, it, it was for her. Maybe, you know, in her experience, that's, she felt like it was, who are we to say that? Mm. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm torn, you know, like I just, you know, oftentimes because, you know, I am lighter complex, you know, complected, um, but I grew up in the South and, you know, colorism is such a thing, you know, and I oftentimes, um, oftentimes kind of like, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say shy away from certain things, but I just like, don't, I don't really give my opinion on it. But I was like, I, I was looking for, they had a teachable moment on the show. And I wanted to know if we, if the word aggressive was inappropriate, then what is the word? Mm-hmm. So if aggressive was too much, if aggressive was a whistle or or a dog whistle, whatever they were calling it. So what is the word? I I mean, I want to, you know, everybody wants to grow, you know, and, and it's just one of those things. It's like, it was like, it's like weirdest type of situation going on. And, and it's also like, it's also was interesting too, to see the same person who said that, um, you know, that, that dog whistling was going on in terms of actually saying, um, you know, she, you know, that was aggressive, aggressive, but she also said that, you know, that Giselle got a pretty girl, a pretty girl pass. Mm. And so why is Giselle deemed to be so pretty? And mm. why is the darkest complected girl woman saying that G- because Giselle is so pretty, she gets a pass for how she dresses and things. You get what I'm, you get my problem with that? It's mm. basically saying like, so why doesn't she deem herself so pretty that she doesn't have to dress, you know what I mean? That, that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it, why is Giselle pretty just because she's light skinned and has like light eyes? 
Do you get what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, it's like, it's, a, it's an eternalized situation that I feel like is going on. And like, it's just, it's so complex. It's really hard to kind of like, I don't know where to step in at because it's just like, oh, you know, I mean, you know, it, go ahead, Denver, go ahead. I mean, I was just going to say like, in, in regards to Wendy and Ashley, like, I think Wendy's point is 100% valid, right? I think that brown-skinned women are often called aggressive ex- and when they're exhibiting the same or similar behavior as their light-skinned counterparts or friends or whatever. But I think in that discussion, what Wendy is leaving out is the fact that in that moment, nobody else was exhibiting the same behavior that she was. She was the one standing up. She was the one first throwing oh. out the B word. You know what I'm saying? Like her, her actions were different. So it's hard to cry colorism in that instance when there was an actual difference in action. And then also like, you know, she has all these degrees, but could not give us an alternate word for aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Please use one of your degrees that you have, that you've reminded people over and over and over and over. What is the word? My thing is like, with, if you don't use aggressive, the words get worse. It's yeah. like, you're dominating me. You are, um, um, I don't know, like encroaching on my space. You are intimidating me. You are, you know what I mean? Like, what is the, I'm trying to figure out what for aggressive, like, what do you say? Like, you're just, you're loud. <laughs> you're just, right. and, and, and I don't think I perceive Wendy to be any more aggressive as a person than I do the rest of the cast at all. Like, I think everybody's Correct. pretty evenly yoked. But in that, in moment, that moment, she was being aggressive. She was the one who escalated the situation. And that is not, she can't shield her actions behind colorism in that moment. Right. I mean, I've had situations where people have literally said to me that, like, I'm not black enough to talk about certain things. Oh, Mm. yeah. That's why I don't, you know, like certain things like it's like and I'm very pro black. And but it's just certain situations. And I've seen it happen on the Internet, too, where people because of their lighter complexion or lighter complexion, like it just we like we we don't have a say because, you know, people like, oh, we don't have as much of a say on certain things because we have no idea what it is. But I would, I would also say that just because it's like, it's positive reinforcement when, when she turned to Giselle and said, well, you, you don't have to try because you are pretty girl. You get, you got the pretty girl pass. And that to me, in in my own way and how I have experienced things is almost, it's, it's as bad because I just don't like that. I don't like stereotypical things that should things given to someone that they shouldn't have just because just because Giselle is light skinned with light eyes doesn't mean she gets a pass for her tacky ass fashion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she she should have responsibility. And then why is she deemed? Because we are feeding into this whole Western brainwashing type of thing that like, you know, white, you know, the whiter the better. Like, why is Giselle deemed to be the beautiful one? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say whenever I hear women because Wendy that, to me is Wendy to me is a beautiful woman as well. Like yeah. I just it's just weird to me. Whenever I hear women speak like that, that's a self thing. You know what I mean? I've mm-hmm. never been one to look at like a light skinned woman with green eyes and be like, oh my god, she must she's more valuable than me. Like that's just not the way my household were and was and how my parents uh, raised me. So I think it's a self thing. You know, I think I'm a queen. I think I'm beautiful. I think I'm valuable. I think I bring value to the room when I step in it. So for her, that's like I don't know. Is that like the opposite of deflection? Like I, I don't know. Like, no, it's your you truth. Know, 
You know what I mean? That's her truth in her mind. And subconsciously, she subscribes to that. So she's projecting that out there. Not, girl, you showing your hand. You tell us how you really feel about yourself. Because I could never say that to somebody. You, you know what I mean? That's not even mm-hmm. a part of my vocabulary. If I'm getting in an argument with somebody, you know what I mean? That's yeah. like fake hater shit to me. Anyway. For sure. Yeah, for me, because like, you know, this year with all the Black Lives Matter things that have been going on and all the various things, like, you know, I have just, you know, I have went out my way to make sure that I have been very vocal about my support of the movement. Um, but at times I feel like, you know, I have, I haven't been as involved as I would want to have been because I saw how other people were, you know, kind of like rebuked for being like, you're, you know, like you're not, you know, you're not black enough. You know, like, why are you, you know, why are you doing the most when you ain't even that black? You know, people said that, like, you that's know, and the difficult thing about colorism is that it's damaged on both sides. Mm-hmm. It was you designed, know, designed to be that way. To divide us. And so people who are dark and complected feel a certain way. People who are lighter complected feel a certain way. You know, like, it's like, it's like both sides have issues. Like, and I'm sure if we were talked to Giselle, Giselle may not, I mean, even though she played into it on the reunion, I'm, it may be a part of her that doesn't always want to be looked like she's the pretty girl and she has, to, you know what I mean? Like, she just, she's this thing that people look, look at her as like, this is what I would like to look like and like to be. Like, you know, she doesn't, may not want to be the quote unquote standard of beauty or, or like, you know, or people just, a, just attribute you to be beautiful because you have these certain things, you know, mm-hmm. that being said, you know, we are, um, you know, we were supposed to be, we were supposed to be getting into these, <laughs> the big stories, <laughs> but we had such a meaty conversation here. Um, but I think it's important. You know, I honestly think it's really important. That's why I wanted Dominique on the show, just because you are a beautiful black woman and I wanted that perspective. And thank you for blessing us with that. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to tell it like it is. That's, that's what I know. That's what I see now. Like, I'm never going to forget to introduce <laughs> you again. <laughs> okay. You start to introduce me because... <laughs> I say you don't want... You know, I'm going to give him three seconds. <laughs> Oh, and you know, and it sounds like Tom Cruise is only going to give the people in London three seconds if they don't start adhering to the COVID restrictions. <laughs> and as I was preparing for the show, I got a clip. One of my friends who works in the industry sent me a clip of Tom Cruise. Like I had never heard him yell like this. You know, like you know, it's, it went. It was he went into like the Tyra, you know, America's Next Top Model. I was rooting for you, like. It was severe. Brian, can you play the clip? Because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every studio at night. Insurance companies, producers. And they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs, I don't ever want to see it again. Ever. And if you don't do it, you're fired. And I see you do it again, you're gone. And anyone on this crew does it. That's it. And you too, and you too, and you, don't you ever do it again. That's it. No apologies. You can tell it to the people that are losing their homes because our industry is shut down. It's not going to put food on their table or pay for their college education. That's what I sleep with every night. The future of the industry. So I'm sorry, I'm beyond your apologies. 
I have told you, and now I want it. And if you don't do it, you're out. We are not shutting this movie down. Is it understood? If I see it again, you're gone. And so are you. So you're going to cost him his job. And I see it on the set, you're gone. And you're gone. That's it. Am I clear? Do you understand what I want? Do you understand the responsibility that you have? Because I will deal with your reason. And if you can't be reasonable, and I can't deal with your logic, you're fired. That's it. That is it. Wow. <laughs> I trust you guys to be here. Oh, he's still going. Is he still going? Is it going? Okay. Oh my goodness. I can't even take him seriously. Like I I can't. <laughs> Why can't you take him seriously? <laughs> because all I can picture is like a little midget st- like stomping around shouting at people like, "Sir, I will step on you." What like what, 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 what? <laughs> So, let me get this straight. I'm trying to understand his anger like are they trying to shut the movie down or people not like showing up, you know, to his expectation? Like what is actually happening? I think that what was happening on set was that the people were not following protocol. Okay. Um, some, in some regard, they were not adhering to, you know, every movie situation and production in general. I have a friend that is shooting or was shooting um, up until today when they canceled because the rates in California and especially Los Angeles County is going through the roof. Um, they have all of these protocols in place where you have to stay in different zones um, you can't interact with people outside of that zone. Um, you have to be tested every day. You have to wear your PPE at all time. Mm. You know, like everything that you have on, um, you know, has to be in place. And so I would imagine that someone broke protocol. Either they went to a different zone or they had taken off some of their equipment to feel more comfortable in some way. And he saw it and he lost the ship. Well, I, I um, actually just put it on lopezgod.com right before the show. And mm-hmm. according to people on the set, there were two people standing at computers too close to each other. And he mm. lost it. And the full transcript of everything that he screamed is on the site. But that's what set him off. Mm. Mm. He said, look, y'all ain't finna fuck up my money, okay? He came in there like Marlo worked the tape. Marlo was like, <laughs> six feet, six feet, bitches. That was intense. You know, the thing is, and I have to, you know, before I started the podcast and I think before Dominique came on um, tonight, I had said like today was been a very stressful day. And I I feel like this year and what's happening is it's been built up for from the entire year. And I feel like, you know, the entire year has been like a um, a very stressful situation on me. And I have to make sure that I'm not misdirecting that stress that I has been building, building up the whole year. And I'm putting it onto people and onto situation as to which it doesn't belong. Right. And so today was one of those days. Like, I feel like I'm just run out of fucks. I run out of patience. I have run out of everything. And I, I was at my property and, you know, I'm still going through the renovation process of this property. And I just got so, um, I got so upset. I had to lay down on the concrete. Oh, Jesus. Because I got so, I got that upset. Like I was like, I have to, yes, I had to lay down. 
because I felt, you know, Denver knows because he knows me well. I felt the heat rising and I was like, the only way to stop it before I lose control is I need to lay down. And so I laid down on the ground and I literally just like stared up into the ficus and, you know, to the bushes. And I was like, okay, don't calm down, please. Don't do this. Come on, be. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that so many people are at that point. And it sounds like Tom Cruise is at that point because two people standing a little bit too close to each other does not equate to that meltdown. Right. So it's, it's just a, like the pressure. It's a buildup. It's a buildup. And I find myself just like you, you know, in those moments. And I really have to take a minute to say, bitch, get yourself together. What is actually happening right now? It is not that serious. So where is this coming from? And thank God for online, you know, therapy. You know what I mean? That, mm-hmm. You know, shout out to BetterHelp. You know, <laughs> come on, BetterHelp. <laughs> I was like, ah, I don't need a therapist. And, you know, my partner was just like, you know, maybe you should talk to somebody. You're like wearing 17 different hats. And, you know, it is very normal to have mental exercises and help. And so don't, don't think you can go to the gym, work, work your body out, go to the dentist, make sure you have professionals for every area of your life, but not your brain. And I said, you know what? You're right. You are so right. <laughs> and then here you come with better help. Every time I'm listening to the podcast, I'm like, I'm just getting hit with it from every corner. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm doing this. And it's been, Amy, it's been when wonderful. I tell, when I tell you my therapist has helped me so much, mm. my my therapist has helped me with like giving me like strategies and coping mechanisms and to deal with the stress. And like, and people think like I, you know, when I do the ads for better help on the show, that is something that I just have to say, or I have to do. No, it's not like, it's the real life. Like better help has changed my life. My therapist has changed my life because I do not know how I would made it through this year. Like, you know, like, one of the things she says to me is like, you know, when you feel yourself being very stressed out, she's like, you need to disengage. You mm-hmm. need to like pull away. You need to calm down. You need to, you know, if you need to lay down, you know, like, and that's what I did. I was like, bitch, okay. I'm doing very literal. I'm going to lay down this concrete. <laughs> I got to lay down. Yeah, and I know, I know the people in my house were like, this motherfucker's crazy. <laughs> he done went back there and lay down on the concrete. Totally but that. that is the strategy that I had to put in place because I was like, if I, I can't, I'm, you know, this year has been so stressful. Like, I don't know it, what would happen if I do lose my cool. You get what I'm saying? Like, I just don't know. Like I can't allow myself to lose my cool because it's like so much built up. I had to figure out how to deal with this buildup before I can even risk myself losing the cool, you know? And better help has been like the saving grace, you know? And I'm sure Denver can relate and Walker can relate. It's like, you know, this year has been taxing. In the weirdest ways. In the you know, I, I try and look for the, the good in every situation. And when things appear to be shitty, I ask myself, God, wh- where, where's the good in this? Because there has to be something that you're not, you're not revealing to me right now. And I start searching for it. So there, there have been a lot of things that I'm, I'm grateful for. It's allowed us to really sit our asses down and reevaluate some shit. You know what I mean? I think this is the first time in a long time people have been home with themselves. So like, you know, B always says, you know, all his demons is jumping out and talking to him. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's a real thing. You, you know, it's allowed me to grow up in a, in, in a way and 
mature and really deal with a lot of things that I've kind of pushed it aside and like, ah, I'll get to that later. Ah, you know, maybe next year. So yeah, 2020 has allowed me to sit my ass down and really tackle and, 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 you know, take some things on that I just kind of put on the back burner. So as much as it's been annoying, I've been very grateful to be home and, you know, just dealing Dude. with the things. <laughs> Dealing with yourself and like, you know, I I realized that, you know, you mentioned like the demons coming out and just, <laughs> yeah. um, the demons are out and I can't put them back up. You know, I just have to like, I have to figure out a way to deal with them. Like the damn, I was watching the show on Netflix and I think it's the warrior nun. Have y'all been watching that? No. What? no. The what? The warrior nun. I think oh that's what it's called. It's called. Okay, so, so <laughs> let me back up. Is she a warrior or is she a nun? She's oh both. yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. It is, it is, okay. yes. It's, it's literally she's a warrior and a nun. She's a warrior mm-hmm. and a nun, and the angel came. So centuries ago, the angel came down. Angel came down and gave a nun a halo, and the halo went in the body, and the halo now resides in the back, and it gives the nun supernatural powers to fight the demons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and, oh my God. and I'm telling you, listen, 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 listen. Oh my Lord. I just, I have just been watching like these random, it's cheesy, but I'm into it. Okay. And so, and how I feel about it is that like, so I'm thinking to myself, I, since my demons, my demons are like, I'm not going back in the room anymore. <laughs> We're tired of being in here. <laughs> my demons are like, I'm not going back in. So what you going to do? Nah, 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 boo, boo. So, I need to become like a warrior nun. Like, I feel like I have to figure out ways to like destroy them. (laughs) I need, I need, you know, it's the weirdest thing. Like, it's funny that you mentioned that because I literally am like, I think I'm on episode number seven of Warrior Nun. Mm -hmm. And it's cheesy, but I would encourage you guys to watch it. I have it on as I'm just like, you know, doing other things. I have it in the background. Um, And also another cheesy movie. Um, well, that was a series, but this is a movie. Is um, I don't know if you guys have watched Mulan. Have you watched it? Not the new one, no. No, not the new the one. The new one. It is. It is so cheesy, but it's so good. It's like it's yeah. just. I felt like I was just in this imaginary place, and like, and it's you know what's crazy about it too. It was very like homoerotic. Oh, God. You got way too much time. <laughs> Here we go. need it. We need it. Because no, it was like a um, you know, because she was like, it was weird because she was um acting like she was a he to be in the army. Because oh. you know, women were not supposed to be in the army. And so they would have these her and this other guy that they were obviously had like this the sexual tension building up. And like, you know, but he, she was pretending to be a man and he was coming and it was just, I, you guys got to watch. I'm telling you, I think that's the right terminology. I think it is homoerotic because it was very like, oh my God. Okay. Um, and then she pulled out her hair and she's like, I was like, oh my God. And they started kissing. I was like, oh my goodness. I don't get the mushu. But maybe you're right. Maybe I'm just been in quarantine and I need to. Really- <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Cause as we were talking, I was thinking like, we have been talking so much about the hot topics and just fellowshipping and have a good moment. We actually have a whole show right now and we haven't even gotten into the top stories of this year. So I think (laughs) what we're going to do, I think what we're going to do is we're going to just kind of like wrap this show up and then we'll just do, you know, start in and really attack it. We can't, I've seen that with this group, we have to go straight in for it. Otherwise we just go. We ain't going to make it. (laughs) 
we're going to have a whole show of talking about other things than the year in review. So, you know, Love Muffins, I thank you so much for listening to the show. You know, we have, I guess this will be called the warm up for the review. And I thank my guests for showing up tonight and chatting with me. Of course, anytime. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yes, indeed. And I will proceed to to next time. Double kisses. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to The B. Scott Show. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Love B. Scott. And make sure you review the show on iTunes. And you can always find me on lovebscott.com. Thank you.